Yes, get in there, Villa fans. That is what I am talking about. Tottenham Hotspur nil, Aston Villa two. What a performance and what a way to start 2023 with a bang as we mean to go on. For me, a perfect 90-minute performance, a perfect plan executed to a T. Tactically, spot on. It was brilliant. Every single part of that game today was a joy to watch. And we will get into it in detail. But Justin, how you doing, mate? I'm, I'm speechless, to be honest. I think we always sort of knew that, that this performance level was there. But it felt today a real... It just felt... Something felt different today. I think it felt... Special. I know that's easy to say after the performance has ended, but we we just we did everything. I mean, literally everything was done right from the first second to the last second. Every player played well. Every substitution was perfect. Every everything. The goals were brilliantly timed. I mean, we'll get into it obviously, but it just it feels like a special special day. I really think I might be over-egging it, but... No, I don't think you are. Because I think we've got to go back to what was spoke about before this game, before we talk about it. What were we saying on the podcast? What was Emery saying before the game? And he was talking about, and Mings was speaking about this, doing different phases of the game and doing those phases well. And that's what I felt like we dealt with today. The different phases when called upon. What I loved today was the defensive unit, everybody working together. Now, I don't think this is a Spurs played rubbish and we just happened to get the points. Our game plan was to nullify Spurs with few chances, which we did. We were defensively strong when we needed to be. We were organised when we needed to be. We We controlled the game out of possession as well, which was important. We, we, were, we were so comfortable. And then when we needed to counter, when we needed to attack, we did it perfectly. And it was just a tactical masterclass for memory. And it was just a well-executed plan from all of those players. All of those players have come under massive criticism for, from under Gerard, from under whatever. They've, they've all been under massive scrutiny from the fans and they've shown me today that they can perform and they can work together and get the points and I think it was brilliant I just think it was absolutely class I could run through every single player in that team today and I thought they were all they all played their part and they were all brilliant Um, so it it was just great I think when you start at the beginning with the team selection you know it would have been so easy for him to put Martinez and Cash in that team today. And not one fan would have said a word. They'd have just said, yep, very expected. Martinez is back, Cash is back, sound. They're the mainstays. So to stick with Olsen and, and Ashley Young, when probably two of your most senior nailed-on starters are sitting on the bench 
you know, takes some balls, doesn't it? But he stuck with the team that, that we all probably agreed that, you know, the result didn't match the performance against Liverpool. So, you know, he obviously saw enough in that game to say, yep, yeah, we'll go again. You know, I'm happy with the first 11. We've got a strong bench and if needed, they're there. So that took a lot of, of you know, balls from, from Emery to, to go with the this the first 11. And the first half was perfect for me. I always, my in my head, I always think away from home, if you can get in at nil-nil away from home and silence that home crowd, you've done the first part of your job. And we did that magnificently in the first well, half. Well, I've got, I, I, when I was watching it, you know, I was looking at the first 20 minutes and after seven minutes, Villa had had 77% possession away mm. from home. In the first seven minutes, that was. So when I'm saying, like, we were controlling the game, we controlled the start of the game away from home. First seven minutes, 77% possession. We were knocking it around comfortably. Yeah. And we were just we were just controlling it. I, I think... mean, what had that one-on-one where he yeah. really should have done, you know, he should have put us 1-0 ahead. But first 20 minutes, we controlled that game. I was a bit, a little bit worried in that first 20 minutes. Only that I felt we were really overplaying at the back and I was a little bit concerned that if one of those little intricate sort of triangles went astray or somebody misplaced a pass, when you're doing it that deep in your own sort of penalty box area, you, you're sort of thinking, oh God, this has got to be perfect, you know. And that's obviously something that, that that he's worked on a lot. You know, we saw that a lot in those little games before we came back after, you know, during the World Cup, that, that knocking it around the back definitely nullifies and it takes the sting out of the opposition, which is exactly what they did. I think there was a really interesting stat that Harry Kane didn't touch the ball for the first God knows how long. First 20 minutes, weren't it? Yeah, he, he never had one. I think it was him and Lloris hadn't had the only two players in the pitch that hadn't had the touch. So that definitely played into sort of Emery's tactics of, of right, let's take the sting out of them. They are having a bit of a, a, a ropey spell at the moment and they are conceding the first goal in loads of their, well, every single game they're playing in. So he knew that going into the game and he knew that if we could take the sting out of them at home, the last thing you want to do, New Year's Day, you go somewhere and play expansively in the first 20 minutes, get done and go 1-0 down. The stadium's, you know, that kind of size stadium, they're all over you then. The players are straight up and the fans are like baying for blood and you're really up against it. So to, to take the sting out of the game as well as they did, um, I, I was a little bit concerned at half-time, you know, brutally honest, that, that we wasn't getting forward enough. I mean, I wasn't overly concerned, but I felt, right, OK, we've done we've done the defensive side of the game fantastically well. The midfield double pivot was 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 literally shielding the back four phenomenally well, which allowed the back four to have that little bit of confidence and a little bit of breathers to know that there was like two two stages, you know, before we got they got anywhere near our goal. But I felt, OK, we, we've now got to find a way somehow in the second half of creating that chance to go and win the game. Um and that's how it turned out, didn't it? But the first yeah. half for me was just tactically, as, as as an away game goes, as perfect perfect as you could want it, to be honest. I mean, when we went 1-0 ahead against, 2-1 ahead against Brighton, and we went for that sort of six at the back vibe, we were doing that again in the first half. In the first half of that game, we had John McGinn and we had Emmy Brendier that were tucking in, creating that six at the back. That was yeah. nullifying the width that... Spurs were creating out wide, you know, with their wing backs. So I thought that was a that was brilliant tactically because what it enabled is there was no space down the flanks. 
that no. to come inside. There was no space inside because we've got this flat back six. And well, and the two sixes, yeah, and the two sixes, the two sixes shielding that that sort of central area as well. So, like we saw towards the end of the game, which was a very similar thing that they was doing at the start, you know, it was okay. We, by that point, obviously, we're well ahead. So it was shut up shop. That was a different way of doing it, if you like. But yeah, that first half was, you know, if, if that's every away game, I know the Brighton game was slightly different because we conceded very, very early and we had to fight our way back into that game. But this, you know, going away to somewhere like Spurs, we've got a team full of quality. It was it was phenomenal. And then half-time, obviously, they, they go in and... Um, and he just tweaks it a little bit tactically, doesn't he? He's like, right, you've done your jobs really well now. You know, we're in a good position now. They know they're in the game. The crowd are very, very quiet. So now we've got to go and find a way to open them up and see, whilst keeping that back door firmly shut and doing what you're doing, frustrating them, let's see if we can get a bit further forward without going gung-ho. It was never gung-ho, was it? It was never end-to-end. You know, that that sort of the first goal we scored was 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 created from good play, wasn't it? Which, you know, was we're capable of doing that. And I was a bit critical of Emi Buendir. I, I, you know, I, I sort of thought that one of the ways we could possibly get him back into it would be maybe switching him and Coutinho because he had seen so little of the ball, although he defensively did his work really well. Uh, but fair play to him. Um, you know, he popped up in the right place at the right time and calmly slotted the first, which was fantastic. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a, a good, well-worked goal as well, wasn't it? And I think yeah. Watkins was instrumental in that as well for, for picking up on that rebound, dragging it back round and giving it to, to Buendia. So it was a fantastic goal. Um Shout out first half as well to Ashley Young clearing it off the line. Uh, yeah, he had a, fantastic. He, he had a real good game as well, didn't he? So, Absolutely you know, he was one, nil, he was one nil up. Um, and then, well, again, made... sorry, just, just cutting into that first goal, it just shows the importance again of that, of the double pivot of the two players that are playing in that role. They're both capable of, of springing forward if you, you know, if we have got, if we can press. If the back four can get us up to the halfway line, then those sixes are more than good enough football. They're not just, you know, they're not just stoppers, are they? They are well-rounded, quality footballers. So when the the, the, the chance sort of arose for, for Louise to, to get a bit of space thirty yards out, he took the chance, didn't he? You know, and it was it was all right. It was a along the ground, but it, you know, I think it caught Louise a little bit unsighted and off guard, and he fumbles it, and then Ollie Watkins. Absolutely, Johnny on the spot reacted quicker than the, both the centre halves got in there and showed incredible composure as well. Not just to get in there first before the race, but to do that one touch sort of turn and then find find Buendia, who didn't have to break stride and and slotted it perfectly in the bottom corner. You know, it was it was a very well crafted, very very good goal. Yes, definitely. And then a, and then a substitution happened that caught my eye. Cash going in right midfield. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal. Like when Cash was coming in, I was thinking, okay, what's going on here? Where's Cash going? No other manager, I know Cash in his career before has played at right mid. No other manager would have bought Cash on and put him right mid. I think it was his brain to do anything, (laughs) you know. And I've just thought as well that. How many years, right, have we been thinking how crap our central midfield is? And we've always had to play three in there because we've never been good enough to to play with two. We're playing with just two central midfielders 
and they are yeah. absolutely bossing them games, yeah. and that's again, brilliant as well. Yeah, but again, that 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 substitution just smacks of Emery assessing what's in front of him, reacting straight away to right. We're in the game. We're 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 one nil up. That you know they feel like they can obviously felt like whether it's right or wrong thinking that Ashley Young was was the the side to get at because he's thirty seven. The game was going deeper and deeper. So let's put Cessignon on on the left. Young legs run it. Let's run it. That, that you know let's try and isolate Young and, and and you know sort of use him as the the target of our attacks. So straight away, what does he do? He, like you say, he sticks Matty Cash on. So when Matty Cash come on, I thought. And then I, th- I just thought it was a straight swap, to be fair, to start with, with Young. I thought he was just going to go younger legs right back. And then he brought Brent Bailey off. So then so my second thought was, OK, Ashley Young is played in that position, so he'll just switch him a bit further forward and Matty Cash will slot in at right back. But when he didn't, I just thought, that is so clever because of Matty Cash's ability to get up and down, younger legs. So Ashley Young hasn't got that. He doesn't have to get up and down. He can just sit back and use his experience, like we've seen all season in that in that position. And then you got you got your Cash then nullify immediately nullifying the threat of Sessignon, who I don't think hardly touched the ball in that second half after he come on. He literally hardly had a kick. When that was down mainly down to he suddenly he was up against not not what they thought he was up against with Ashley Young. He was suddenly up against a player of similar age and, and as much ability and and fitness as he was, and he, he, they just couldn't get him on the ball, could they? Which was just you know half the time I can't wait for his substitutions. I'm just thinking, what's he going to do next? How's he going to you know what's he going? How is he seeing the game? And you, through you can almost look through his eyes when when. When the camera pans to the bench and you look at the players standing up, you think, right, now I can sort of think now, how is his brain working? How are them, all them cogs clicking into gear? And he's thinking, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And it works every time. It's not going to work every time, obviously, all the time. But today was just everything worked perfectly. And then then that second goal. Oh. The ball in from McKean. <laughs> oh, my God. The McKean ball, the Louise touch and the flick of oh, the Mate. I, I, it, I love goals like that. You can't beat a thirty-yard screamer in the top corner, obviously. But again, massive kudos to to Ollie Watkins who chases back, robs him in the middle of the park, then lays it off to McGinn, um, and 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 then Louise, and then he rolls it into McGinn. Goes into the box, doesn't he? Drives in again. This is what I'm saying about having not just stoppers in that role, but Dougie Louise breaking forward, and he's allowed to do that. He's obviously been told, you know, if you if you get the chance, get yourself forward because there's a deep line six. It's very hard for the opposition to pick up those runs unless they're really switched on, and they wasn't. They didn't expect it. He made a real, you know, 10, 15 yard dart into the box, and John McGinn, who I think is getting better and better and better every single game now. He picked out an unbelievable little like reverse ball into him, and then two touches. You won't see two better touches in the box all season. The second to just dink it past Larice is is just sexy football, <laughs> isn't it? It's just incredible, incredible. I was I was up, I was I was on the ceiling at that point. I thought, I can't <laughs> believe what I'm watching here. We've 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 done the job on him, and then we've ripped him apart with two greatly, fantastically worked goals as well. We just. We're just starting to do very unvilla related things, which I'm absolutely <laughs> loving. And this is what we've got to do to get better, to see games out, to control games. And 
it was brilliant. I mean, we controlled the game against Spurs in their own stadium. They Spurs had no fluidity. They had no cohesion. Kane weren't in the game. Son weren't in the game. And it was all down to what we did on that pitch today that made them play like that. And fair play to us because we were we, we were sensational. Kamara. <laughs> Kamara. I, I, mean, I was just going to say, we're 16, 16 minutes. minutes we've not even mentioned him. Exactly. Kamara is just oozing silky vibes for me because he's he's everywhere but he's not flustered he's mopping stuff up he's connecting well with Louise that partnership's working brilliantly you've got McGinn who's now just knows the role yeah, knows the free. role he's meant to be doing it's which freed is brilliant. up McGinn so much hasn't it having, uh, having the Kamara Louise sort of axis there in the middle because he's allowed to sort of just have a bit more of a free role which we've been crying out for, for since he's come because it's the McGinn that you watch at Scotland thinking why can't we have that McGinn week in week out and and this system hopefully is allowing him to do that I mean he's not there yet and I think he would still say that he's nowhere near his best form but it's you know you're beginning to see you know the best of the better performances from John McGinn and that's down to Bubakar Kamara you know just turned 23 cost us nothing and you can see why all the top clubs in Europe were so keen to, to get hold of him I mean he was up against today a player that a lot of Villa fans really wanted us to sign you know in Yves Basuma a lot of people raving about him oh, yeah, I'm sorry I'm sorry for me he ain't fit yeah. enough to lace Kamara's yeah. boots no, he was sensational today, Kamara. He he just yeah. gets on with his job and everything he does is brilliant. He's so calm on the ball. Do you, know, do you know what they're doing though as well? He's you know when um sometimes players like really jump out at you. I, I feel like now with some villa players, they're just they're just looking silky. They're just yeah, looking yeah. it's just work it's just working like it and it's just Really good to watch. So absolutely fantastic. So let's have a look at um, some of the stats from the game then. So Villa's average positions, again, very, very strong. You, you, the, the, nobody is drifted out of position too much. You know, you've got your two centre-backs, Luca Dean and Ashley Young, not too far forward. Emmy Buendir in this role here. You've got your double pivot here. Ollie Watkins leading the line. Bailey as he likes to drift out wide and John McGinn through here. Um, I mentioned in the preview or the predicted lineup that Aston Villa need to get more shots on target. We need to get, we need to pepper the goal more. As you can see, we had plenty more shots this game working Larice. Um, so that was really good to see. Uh, we had 41% possession, uh, 1.00 XG. We had 13 shots. Four on target, four off target, five block shots. I mean, you know, we've had so many more shots than Spurs. Uh, I mean, that's, we... that's a telling statistic, isn't it? As he's obviously very good away from home, but but to to sort of stop Spurs six shots the whole game, only two on target. You know, everything like I say, it was the perfect away performance. Defensively brilliant, midfield running the show and then when we needed and when we needed that that bit of class and bit of quality you know we took our two goals didn't we yeah fantastic stuff uh i mean this is what you 
don't normally see Villa do as well. Look at the passes. 484 passes for Villa, 394 for Spurs. I mean, when was the last time we ever had more passes than a top four side? Um, our passing accuracy, 81%, which is brilliant. Uh, we had uh, we won our aerial duels, 10. Uh, we won our tackles, our interceptions, our clearances. You know, everything on this right-hand side is utter Villa domination. This wasn't Villa just going against the odds and getting a fluky win. This was Villa bossing this game, in my opinion. Uh, we had uh, we had one big chance. Uh, we missed none of our big chances. Um, so, yeah, stats heavy on Villa. And this is where we are in the table now. We are 12th with 21 points. Uh, we'll mention the Wolves when we do our preview, currently in the relegation zone. So we'll speak about them in the week. Uh, but I'm buzzing, Villa fans. I mean, let me know how you're feeling because... We've got to just enjoy this because it, it's fantastic. I will say one other thing as well. I thought Robin Olsen was very good today. Yeah. You know, under incre in, in, increased pressure because he's got Martinez back on the bench. Some of the things I've seen written pre-game are quite frankly embarrassing from Villa fans. Some Villa fans, sorry, I'll say that. A minority of Villa fans. You know, he's not... Emmy Martinez, he's our reserve goalkeeper, and that in itself carries a very it's a very difficult role to have in a football club because generally speaking, reserve keepers don't see much action, they don't play very often. You know, he's getting a couple of games, and he and he has he has had mistakes at Villa. He has, there's no question about it, and there's times when he's looked ropey. But today. He was very, very good. I think he made one minor error when he overly held onto the ball a little bit too long in the second half and Harry Kane was bearing down on him and he had to quickly clear it. But barring that, I thought his passing was very good. First half, he, he, he picked out two or three absolute brilliant like passing between the lines to get sort of move, moves going forward. I thought his handling was very good when he was needed. You know, he didn't have a lot to do because the defence was very good today, but... Hands up to him today, you know, fair play to him. Give him a bit of slack, Villa fans. I think uh, he deserves it after today. And, and I don't think he was terrible against Liverpool either. I thought he did okay against Liverpool. So whatever happens in the future, you would think Martinez will be back in sooner rather than later. But I think he did very well today and, and helped, you know, with an all-round very good team display. Yeah, it was just a fantastic performance. And we've started the year off with a bang. Uh, we've now got... Um, how many home games we've got now? We've got Wolves, Stevenage, Leeds. Uh, I think we've got Southampton away, then Leicester at home. So there's a good run yeah, of fixtures. Four out of the next there. five, yeah. There's a good run of fixtures now for us to build on this and get this momentum going um, and just keep climbing that table. So I'm absolutely buzzing over the moon. I think it was a great performance from Villa. I don't really want to see anybody doing that performance any disjustice by saying that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think we've got to just embrace it because we were that good today. And I think uh, as Villa fans, we deserve it because we deserve this high-end level performance um, and fair play to Emery. And, you know, what 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 a, what a signing he's been getting him in for Villa because... What he, what I'm seeing him doing is 
stuff I've not seen, if I'm being honest. You know, I'm 33. I'm not seeing the greatest of Villa managers in my lifetime. And, you know, I watch football and I watch it quite... I, I look out for the weird stuff and the stuff that probably some people don't look at. And everything that I'm seeing is really, really good. I totally agree. I think he's been a breath of fresh air, you know, before he came in, we had two points from what, six games away from home. We've now won our last two away games at two very difficult places to go as well. Uh, three out of four wins. Very good performance in Liverpool, but just unlucky. I love watching him on the touchline a couple of times in the second half when he was putting those last-minute substitutions on. You, I was just like transfixed on him, trying to see what he's saying. He was saying something to Mings at one point. Just brilliant. Absolutely. You know, the Sky commentator is a joke, as usual. Yeah. Don Goodman should be f- fired for saying that today. You know, this is an all-time low for Spurs. Sorry, Don, that's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing to say something like that. We were magnificent today. And, and anybody that tells me anything different doesn't doesn't know what football is all about. Um, we are definitely on the right path. We've got some nice-looking fixtures coming up. We know, we know that doesn't always go as you hope it would go, but I've never been so confident now of when I go and watch Villa that we're going to put out a really good and and this is it now the consistency that we were all cried out for at the start of the season I can see it it's there now it's it might not be there every week but it's going to be there very quickly mm-hmm. we're going to hit yeah. this consistency and and if anybody's going to beat us now they're going to have to play well and that's all I ask for with with, with yeah. Villa if we come away from a game we've lost they're going to have to outplay us, outfight us, outpass us, out everything else, because we've well, got a manager now who is just top quality. Okay, so Unai Emery's come in. At home against Man United, 1-3-1. Away at Brighton, we won 2-1. After being 1-0 down. Could have got something out of Liverpool. Played yeah. well. Unlucky in, the FA, unlucky in the League Cup win uh, yeah. the League Cup against Man United as well. We played well so that night. Those four games are against teams that were all in the top half of the table, yeah. all playing fantastically well. You know, yeah, we haven't played mugs, have we? When when do we when do we ever beat teams in the top seven? We don't do that. We haven't done it for years and we've done it already. So already if you go to say like an Eti Etihad or Stamford Bridge or Anfield or whatever they know that we're going to have a game plan and it's going to be a difficult game. And that's after that. Yeah. Because yeah. After, after time, it's been an easy ride because we've got a woeful away record. We never win away from home. But now that narrative has completely changed. So I just think it, it just puts us in a really good stead. And my last point from today is that in the 90th minute, Unai Emery is shouting, press, press, press. You know, it wasn't get back, defend, six, seven at the back, everybody defending, like, doggedly. He wants us to press on the front foot. So, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. So, um, enjoy it, Villa fans. Uh, We will have episodes out tomorrow and building up to Wolves as well. So, uh, yeah, subscribe if you're new. Up the Villa. Up the Emery, up the Villa.